And we're back. You're listening to Decaf, a production of the Beacon Center of Tennessee. I'm Taylor, joined by Mark. You know what I've noticed, Mark? I was actually thinking about this this morning. We have our set wardrobes that we always wear on Decaf Day. I am always wearing a band shirt, usually one of my friends. Today it's Z Kennedy, usually it's Mokita. It's always one of my friends. And you are always, without fail, wearing a Utah Jazz hat. Sometimes you'll sprinkle in a little, like, who do you wear? Notre Dame hat. You've you've worn a few little things, but it's almost always, I am wearing a band shirt that's one of my friends. If it's not one of my friends, it's Blink-182. And you're wearing a Utah Jazz hat. If it's not Utah Jazz, it's another, it's Marquette or Notre Dame or one of the random college teams that you like. We we really are very consistent, and I applaud us for that. I like this hat so much. I think hats sometimes fit weird, so I bought two of them because I like it so much. So I have two different ones because sometimes I'll sweat in one, I'll play tennis in one, so like I want to have a backup. And I'm also, because we're going to be talking about football today, I did wear the Notre Dame jersey. Wow, why didn't I wear my Bama jersey? I'll wear my Bama jersey next week. I don't know what I was thinking. I was trying to show some support to my guy, Zach, Z Kennedy, listen to his music. Anyway, I wore my t-shirt. I didn't even think about it. My first love is Alabama. I I have realized, though, that all of the t-shirts that I even own at this stage of life are band tees or Alabama slash Braves tees. There's not a lot of variety in my wardrobe. It's pretty much the same thing every single week with the same t-shirts on the same concepts. It's it's very uh, it's very consistent of me and I applaud that of myself. But about hats, you said that hats fit weird. I have an absolutely massive head. And so there are certain hats that I cannot wear. It looks like Mr. Potato Head and how the hats just sit on top of Mr. Potato Head's head. <laughs> That's how sometimes the hat looks on me. So I have to be very particular about what I wear. Yeah, the problem is some of the hats are like kind of bulky at weird spots too, where like it looks, I mean, it, on everybody, it's not just, it, it's weird that like, and there's hats. I hate the ones with the stuff in the back too, where it's open, which is, I oh, guess I girls like those. that because yeah. you can put your ponytail through it or right. your hair through it. But for guys, it feels like the cheap hat. So I hate getting those. And there's only, and there's some hats that just look, and I hate, I tried to wear the flat rims. I look so dumb with them. Um, oh, those are I think disgusting. They looked, they looked, but like, I feel like seven or eight years ago, they were kind of in. I'm like, oh, let they me try were for in. a jazz hat. And I'm like, this looks stupid on me. I at least am smart enough to realize even if it's in, it still looks dumb on me. Same thing as Frosted Tips. Never wore this. I knew how dumb it <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. You know what, Mark? You have good judgment. And that is the first and maybe last time <laughs> yeah. I have ever and will ever say mm-hmm. that. You have good judgment. Let's talk about something that came out this week at the Beacon Center, uh, the conservative Tennessee budget. This is the second year that we've done this, correct? And we work with an economist out of Texas, and he helps us model this budget after one that he has done for Texas for many years. And basically, we're just we we already know and the whole world, the whole country knows that Tennessee is a great state to live in based on economy. But there are still things that can be done. We talked about this in the past with sales tax holidays and how that's a nice temporary relief. But there are a lot of things that Tennessee could do to make our tax economy even friendlier to the citizens. And so that's what the conservative Tennessee budget does. It weighs out our population, our income base, the taxes that we're already bringing in and kind of balances the budget so that over time, our budget is growing without increasing the burden on citizens. And honestly... Sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. And it, it's cool because, I mean, when we say conservative budget, all we really mean by this is like just fiscally sane. It just, it, it's just basic common sense budget. That's really what it is because it, it, it's, and it, you know, it's something that TPBF did in Texas that we kind of adopted. But it just means that, you know, that spending should not rise so much that taxpayers may not be able to pay for it. And that includes, you know, things that we can't uh, 
predict like a like a for example worldwide pandemic that maybe we couldn't like, predict for example a recession <laughs> recession exactly so it's like <laughs> we need to be in a good position because you have these states that are like oh yeah we have a surplus this year so we're going to raise all this money it's like oh California as a, as a, for instance. And then when the economy goes down, we have a recession, even just a mild kind of, it, it goes down a little bit. You can't afford to pay for that without raising taxes on people. So it's, um, it's just common sense. I mean, I think we use the word conservative people use that however they want to really what this means is just a common sense, fiscally sane budget. And I, I give credit to Ron, I give credit to Jason and TPPF who kind of invented this idea uh, for doing something. This is just giving a very basic understanding of what we should be doing to make sure we're not spending more than we're bringing in. It, it, not just now, but in the future. Yeah, it, it does warrant a little point of clarification. When we say conservative budget, we're not talking about a budget that to please political conservatives. <laughs> we're not right. talking about spending money on things that would please political conservatives. We're talking about conservative in the truest vocabulary sense. You learn this in fourth grade sense of the word, like just being very conservative with how we're spending things. And I personally think it's one of the more interesting things that we do each year because it examines what we're doing well, our opportunities for growth. It's going to be available on our website, the ESSER study that we released last week. We are study heavy over the next few months. Y'all are about to get a lot of research coming from us because we've gotten a B in our collective bonnet over several things that have been going on in Tennessee. And uh, we got something to say about it. But one of the great things is that Tennessee is in a really good position. I lived in Alabama my whole life until I moved here and Alabama is not in a good budget position, but Tennessee is. Not a good is, position for anything really, except for college football. Except for football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Alabama was not in this position. So it's really nice for me now living in Tennessee to be in a state where we are in a great position with our budget and we can start looking at things that would almost just be the icing on top of already a great economic living situation. So check that out. It's available on our website right there on the homepage. And it's also available on Facebook. Another thing that is available on our Facebook page that we did recently. You may have heard us talk about in the past. We did a statewide listening tour to gauge what is bothering Tennesseans. And in some ways, it was the same things that are bothering us. And in other ways, it was completely different things. But to complement that listening tour, we did a statewide poll. There was one specific question that we need to talk about, which is the Titans question. Yes. So, yes. so, so explain the question. So on that poll, we asked if people think that the government should spend $500 million on an NFL stadium. Overwhelmingly, <laughs> the majority of people strongly or somewhat disagreed with the government spending that much money on a, an NFL stadium. Now, we have been ripping this Titan Stadium thing to pieces because we know that stadium deals are bad deals for taxpayers. Across the board, research always shows it. When we did our poll, we put this question in to see if if what we felt like was also the feeling of the rest of the state. That's That was the whole point of this poll. We had no intention of releasing it. We just wanted to know if we were kind of preaching in a vacuum. We are not. That was a huge finding. And I think it it kind of made Mark and I breathe a little easier because we've been talking about this for so long, having really not a strong indication that Tennesseans agreed with us. But boy, did they. <laughs> and I think it's important to point out, this is a great poll. This is Targo's market. This is a professional pollster. You know, Randy Ellison's one of the best there. I mean, he's like 538 rated. And it... it reflects the state's population. This is not a Republican poll. I mean, if you look at the, you know, based on the 2020 election, it's almost exactly the, the people voted for Trump and Biden. It's almost exactly like that. So this is a good representation of the state. 
And the Tennessee and ran our, our poll today. And it's interesting because they did run the poll saying 61% disapprove, which is true. But the more shocking thing to me in here was not is the amount of people actually approved. It was only 20%. So it's like we can think about 61% and you almost think, oh, well, 40% approve, 60% don't. No, only 20% of people actually approve with the money. And let me read the question because I think it's important that the question was asked fairly. And I want to I read it because it's so important. And it was. We said, do you approve or disapprove of the state putting up $500 million in funding towards a new Tennessee Titans stadium? There was no bias there. Again, this is a question for us to look at internally. And the, the results... While not shocking for the rest of the state, I was really surprised at Middle Tennessee. In Middle Tennessee, only 22% of people approved of it. It makes sense to me that West Tennessee is 18%. East Tennessee is 18%. These are people who are going to have to pay for it without getting the benefits of seeing it. The fact that Middle Tennessee, where the Titan Stadium is located and we're going to play, is only 22% is actually shocking. And it, it really is showing that a lot of the local and even you know statewide politicians are not on the same page as taxpayers for this. And, you know, while we would love people to be on our page for corporate welfare, uh, they're not in a lot of a lot of circumstances. But this is one where everyone is marching on the same step here, saying everyone basically thinks that tax dollars should not go to billionaires to build stadiums. If you want to give them land, I mean, not great, but fine. We should not be giving them $500 million of our thing. And we go about like conservative straight budget. Straight up tax money. Yeah. yeah. And we, we talk about conservative. It, it was a bonded. It was a bond from the state. But we talk about conservative budgets that we don't agree with. This is apparently a conservative budget item is to fund a stadium, which that is not what our conservative budget is. So it was very <laughs> exciting. It's not where we land. See, yeah. To see where people were at on this, though. And it, like you said, it's it wasn't we, we asked the question of fairness. We hope people agree. But I was not. I thought it might be 50 50. This was a great result. And it shows that, you know, we are not preaching to no one. People are listening and people are smart enough to realize that this is not a good deal for taxpayers. It's a great deal for the Titans, but not for taxpayers. Right. Yeah, I think, and I'm going to revisit this one more time. We never had an intention of releasing this poll. When we did this statewide poll, it was for internal use only. We worded the question fairly regardless, but it was for internal use only because we at the Beacon Center are so focused on making sure that we are not preaching in a vacuum. We don't want to just be talking about things that are just important to us. And so we had to check the temperature of where the state is and where people in the state are on the issues that we either care about or are thinking about we should care about. We had no intention of releasing this, but when we saw the results... People need to know. People need to know because I feel like a lot of times we, me, I can speak for myself. I get really angry about something and I start thinking no one else cares. Why does no one else care about this? Why does no one else see that this is literally insane? And when we release polls like this, it makes you see that you're not alone. If you think this is insane, you are not alone. So rest assured, all you 60% of taxpayers who don't like this, there's a lot of other Tennesseans who are with you and feel comfort in that. Lord, it is stressful. Uh, let's talk about something to lower my blood pressure because this topic will increase my blood pressure in the next couple of weeks. College football. I feel great going into Alabama versus Utah State. Okay, I'm going to breathe easy. I'm going to sleep well Friday night. I'm not going to worry about Saturday. Here in a few weeks, I'm going to be wound real tight. <laughs> so I'm just going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy the official week one. I enjoyed week zero watching my home team, the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, win their first game. You know, I'm, I... 
I'm an Aniston girl. I can't I can't leave Aniston Jacksonville area. But the Alabama Crimson Tide is about to roll this weekend, roll all over Utah State. Hopefully, I feel like every time I say things like that, we lose to like Louisiana Monroe, which I realized was <laughs> almost 20 years ago. But I'm still it still about it. it still feels recent. It still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> but Mark, you are the you you're you are the person that I go to when I have questions about college football because I quite literally don't care about anyone but Alabama and JSU. <laughs> Who you got this week on your bet slip? It's exciting. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Um, it should be a really exciting year. It's kind of, if you look at the odds, it's really, there's three teams at the top and then kind of everyone else. You kind of have Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, and then kind of a little bit behind them, you have Clemson, and then a little bit behind them, you have Notre Dame. So it's going to be a really fun year. Um, I have a great sleeper pick that I think you're going to like in terms of who wins the SEC East, and it's not Georgia. That I is think- beautiful. I think Kentucky shocks the world okay. and actually wins the SEC East this year. Okay. They bring almost everyone back. They got a first round pick. And if you want to bet them, they're like six to one to win the SEC East. It is a good bet. Everyone is so high on Georgia. They lost a lot this year. And they is did. Kirby Smart a great coach? They won a national championship, but we don't know. We don't know yet. Um, so because no. of this, we're going to talk about a little bit about the games that are that are local here and a couple bets sure. that I have that I'm going to tell people. So the first bet I have is Utah State plus 42 and a half against Alabama. Um, Utah State, we just talked about them, 11 and three last year. They were ranked at the end of the year. They're a good football up. team. They're, I mean, they're not going to win. Alabama's going to win by four touchdowns, but that means that Utah State covers. So take the 42 okay. and a half Utah State. Right. And they already played a All game right. last week. So they have some something under there. Tonight, a fun game. SEC again. I'm going Ball State with a 35 and a half against Tennessee. I think that Ball State is not a bad team. Again, not going to win, but I think they lose by 14, 17, somewhere in that range. And Tennessee has not covered many week ones. I think they're like one of the last six. Um, so I like Notre oh, Dame. Okay, I'm about that. Yep, I like Notre Dame against Ohio State, uh, 17 and a half point underdog. So again, I think it's closer than that. I don't know if they win, but it matters to that. It's so be here's, here's, here's the one that you'll maybe love. I think it's a 17 and a half point spread. I think Oregon goes out and upsets Georgia outright. I think Oregon wins that game and, and puts a shock in the whole kind of college football system to start the season. Mark, my heart just sprouted wings and flew out of my body. That was the nicest. That was for me, wasn't it? That was a charity pick for me, wasn't it? I I love that so much because, you know, it's almost it almost feels cruel for me to bully Auburn at this point because they're yeah. so bad. I mean, I'll still do it. I just like kind of feel a little convicted about it. <laughs> but Georgia, it's, it's, it's like, they say they, they say are, don't punch down, right? Yes. I mean, I'm still going to do it, but, but Georgia feels like a little bit more of a like fair target. And I just, that is beautiful, Mark. And listen, I hate Oregon. Now their outfits, their uniforms, great, so fly, but I don't really like them particularly, but I hate Georgia. So this is, I, I've, fully am in favor of that and i'm going to get on DraftKings as soon as we get off this podcast and i'm going to place my bet and what i'd say is it's a 17 point spread so it's a big favorite so i would take the 17 but honestly you want to put 10 bucks on them to win it's like eight to one and they have a really decent chance of winning that game and then the two local teams that we don't talk about i'm taking middle tennessee state at plus six uh, over James Madison. I think they win that outright for sure. So bet the okay. money on that one. Let's go. And I also like another SEC, but local thing. Give me Memphis plus 16 over Mississippi State. 
They beat Mississippi State a year ago. A lot of people forget about that. This is yes, not a did. bad Memphis team. So take them with the 16 points and call it a day. So we're excited. Honestly, I think it'll be fun for me to be like 0-6 next week and just kind of keep track of how much I'm losing in, in sports betting. But I like these bets. I'm, I'm projecting I go at least 4-2. We need to do that. <laughs> We're excited about the season, though. It's a lot of good games. And the first real week of college football is so exciting, right? Like last week was fine. It's like, yeah, Vanderbilt, uh, Hawaii, great. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to wake up Saturday morning, make my coffee, watch college game day. I'm going to put it on my big speaker, big and rich, coming to your city, <laughs> blaring through my house on college game day. I'm going to make bacon. Man, I'm so excited. It's going to be it, the first week of college football really does feel like Christmas morning. I get so excited. My man, David Pollock, picked Alabama to win the whole thing this year. I love him. I have loved him ever since I rollerbladed up to him while he was doing college game day outside the Alabama stadium while I was in college and said, sir, you are very handsome. And he said, thank you very much. I was like 19. Like, what do I know? Why why was I even talking? But you were right. He he is very handsome. (laughs) He is very handsome. And he picked Alabama this year. And so I've always, I've always known he was the love of my life. I'm also picking Alabama to win this year. Mark, I might I mean, cry. I know. These I mean, people I, I might see me get vulnerable. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to. I, I think that they're probably the best team. I'm not buying Georgia and Ohio State. And I mean, Alabama, see, I mean, they reload and I don't trust the other team. So I think Alabama, if I'm a betting man, I pick them to win it all. Wiping my tears over here because that is the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I'm just being unbiased. I mean, I don't like them still. I just think that they're going to win. I think Saban you know, is the best coach in, in college football. So. I'll take it. Whatever it is, I'll take it. Before we go, I was told this week in a by a friend who I think loves me, but sometimes can't <laughs> tell, that I have a lot of old lady tendencies. Now, they're not wrong. It's just not something you want to think about on the eve of your 31st birthday. I'll be 31 next weekend, and I'm just trying to like savor all of my youth. It was hard to hear, but he wasn't wrong. Like, for example... I live right across the street from a high school and right down the street from a middle school. And every day around 2, 30, 3 o'clock, a bunch of kids walk past my house. And inevitably, a bunch of trash ends up in my front yard. And I always, I am Other tempted. And Okay, that was rude <laughs> and very honestly called for. Yeah, I'll, I'll call okay. that fair. Um, <laughs> every day, my, my temptation is to stand out on the front porch and watch these kids walk past my house. And anytime they throw something, say, pick it up. Pick it up. Get in this yard. Pick it up. I probably won't do that because I'm not very confrontational, but that is an old lady tendency. I also take the broom outside and sweep the grass off my porch like my grandmother always did. Oh, gosh. That's such an old lady thing. I don't think anybody does that but old ladies. That is – okay. That's a more old lady thing. I do it. What is the point? What does it do? You just got to get all the all the stuff off your porch so it looks nice. Are you nice. going to trip on grass? Well, I mean – it's I No, it's just – it's aesthetic, Mark. It's for the aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> but, I've never done that. Well, I do it all the time. I'd be happy to come and sweep off your front porch. I've never seen anybody uh, under do you, 80 do that. But <laughs> Well, I'll take a photo next time I do it. <laughs> do you have any old man tendencies or any tendencies that people call out that you're like, this actually is my whole personality and I'm kind of embarrassed but also embracing it? I mean, I don't like to really go out much anymore. I mean, I'm not old. You man, really I like don't. To, I like to be in the house when I can. I, don't, I think the weirdest tendency I have that everyone calls out is the amount of showers I take. Because I shower about three okay, times. Okay, that actually day. is weird. Yeah, I know. I mean, everyone thinks that. I don't it's get like, that. And it's, and it's also funny because, like, I, I've had you know, I've had friends talk to me about you know when you're really stressed, how do you relax? People are like, I take a drive. You know, I clear my head. I sit outside. Like, I shower, and I know it's weird, yeah. but like, 
I shower in the dark, which is maybe even weirder, but it like, it somehow allows me to clear my head. I feel so much better coming out from there. I don't know why, but like, that's a weird tendency of mine. Here's my question though. How many clothes do you go through? Because I can't put on, like if I'm wearing an outfit and I take a shower, like in the afternoon, I have to put on a whole new clean set of clothing. Me too. Like, I mean, I go through three, I I do laundry like every three days. That would drive me insane. That would drive me absolutely nuts. I sweat a lot too. So it's like on you top of everything else. I, I, so like anytime I go out, I take something for a walk. It's hot out. It's like I'm, I'm sweating. And I don't, I know some people don't care, but I feel so uncomfortable. Even, even when I'm dry, it's like I kind of smell like sweat and I don't want, like I want to take a shower. I don't want to use deodorant. Yes. So I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird tendency though. And, you know, coming in a household where my wife, you know, will bathe four or five times a week and I'm bathing sometimes four or five times a day. It's a, it's a big difference. Girls really do have hygiene <laughs> issues. I wash my, I had to wash my hair this morning because it had been since Sunday. We, we really, I, I remember on my sister's birthday one year when she and her now husband were only dating, I kind of was being cheeky and I said, let's all go around and give Sarah feedback on how she can become a better version of herself. And Ryan piped up. They're just dating, not engaged, not married. He piped up and he goes, well, she could be more hygienic. And, <laughs> and it's like, and that is just, girls, we don't wash our hair. We just don't do it. I don't know what it is, but we just don't do it. I feel like that's so much ruder than saying that she could shower more, wash her hair more. Like she could be more hygienic. That makes it sound like she's like a trash person. Like and she's, she's rolling not. around the trash. That's like a and rude way of not. saying, I, that is a funny thing to say, but I would not. It was I, so funny. I'm sorry not to not say that, but I can say, oh, maybe yeah. bathe or shower a little more. But, <laughs> but I actually hygienic. stood up for her because I was like, I wash my hair less than she washes hers, so watch your mouth. But girls I don't do think that. You stood up for her. You, you really made yourself look bad more than standing up for her. You're just okay. like, oh, I'm, I'm even less hygienic. <laughs> and you're not wrong. Okay, so we both have weird tendencies. Yours is more of like a psycho tendency, and mine is more of like an old lady tendency. Yeah, but either way, Either way, I think the moral of the story is that being normal is overrated. Everybody's weird and being normal is very, very overrated. Um, Mark, you got any final thoughts before we sign off for this week one of college football podcast? This is where our podcast goes from a politics sport podcast to a sports podcast. It's around this season. And the thing is, everyone in, everyone in Tennessee or the whole SEC, this is how the, their lives go too. Like this is for the next three months, this is all they care about is college football. So we're just here to give them what they want. That's, this is it, baby. Goal. We're giving the people what they want. So to everyone out there, happy week one of college football. The weather is getting more fall-like. Game day is going to be on Saturday morning. Everyone stay safe. Enjoy your game day. Place your bets. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Decaf with Mark and Taylor for the Beacon Center of Tennessee. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Talk to you soon.